Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm Mark Anthony, and this is Demolition News Radio, episode 62. In this episode, ready, aim, fire. This show is brought to you by Hydroquip, the UK's largest independent provider of on-site hose repairs. Call 0845-812-0212 for the 24-7 national call-out service. Or download the Hydroquip Job Manager app for iOS and Android devices from the App Store. Okay, cards on the table. I'm off to the hospital again shortly for the first post-op check on my reconstructed left eye socket, and to be honest, I've run out of time in which to create a totally new show for today. However, this does afford me the opportunity to revisit our archives and play for you an interview I did with C&D consultancy's Mike Keogh, who, together with demolition contractor Newline, had been among the first responders to a fire in Nottingham. The interview makes for fascinating listening and showed a side of the demolition process that's largely unseen by the general public. So here goes. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. So Mike, when did you get the call to attend the site of the blaze? Um, we first got called in on uh, Wednesday the 1st of April. Uh, the fire happened, I think it was on the uh, end, of, end of March. Um, we got called in a day after uh, the, the actual fire started and we got called in by uh, Nottingham City Council uh, along with New Line Demolition uh, because the fire was out of control and it, it, it severely damaged the building. So, on that basis, what, what was happening on when you arrived on site? Did, did New Line get there before you or did you get there before them? Uh, we, well, we, uh, we were both asked for them to attend the meeting on um, Thursday the 2nd of April uh, but at 0700 hours in the morning with the fire brigade, the police, uh, Nottingham Council, uh, emergency services and um, uh, Nottingham's emergency planning to ascertain what we were going to do with the building in, in its present state, which was, was heavily fire damaged. Now, on, on that basis, what, what is your role when, when you're doing that? I, I've seen photographs of you up in the air on a, on a scissor lift having a look at the, the, the thing, but you know, what, what is your personal role when you're, when you're looking at a site like that? We were brought in as an independent demolition engineer to assist the structural engineers um, to see about bringing the building down safely. So we were almost acting as a conduit between the emergency services, Nottingham City Council, and obviously the demolition contractor uh, to understand putting the right methodologies, putting the right um, work and safe working practices in place prior to the, the emergency demolition. Obviously, we had no time to um methodologies in place so we have to talk through safe systems of work and, and put these in place while we were while we were bringing the building down my understanding is when when you arrived that building was still on fire is that right that building was still on fire yeah and and it was still on fire for the next uh, nine days after we arrived on site um so the fire brigade were unable to put the building at fire out because of the fact that it was an old cigarette factory players factory um wood was heavily impregnated with tar it's been a former lace factory, so as soon as the fire was, was put out, it was reignited. So the only way that we could get the fire, the, the fire out was to demolish the building while it was still, in some areas, still on fire. 
So how do you go about devising a, a safe methodology of de demolishing a building that's actually on fire? Um, yeah, a, a good question. Um, certainly uh, quite a challenge. Um, we have to, we have to uh, produce a fire break between the main student building and the building that was to be made, which was Bradford House. Uh, we have a separate fire break with the fire dividing wall at the other end of the building. So we quickly have to make devise a, a safe system of work to get to produce a fire break so it wasn't going to spread into the building that was ultimately we did save. Um, it was a case of just putting a small break in demolishing one single building next to the, the Radford house. So we could put a fire break in there to stop the fire spreading. So, I, I mean, that, by the sound of that, you're, you're working very, very closely with the fire service. Um, we were working very closely with the fire service. We were working with uh, USAR, which is the United Nations Search and Rescue Teams. Um, we were also working with the fire, Nottingham Fire and uh, Rescue and their Search and Rescue. Uh, we produced risk assessments prior to us starting. We also were using a high reach. Um, in case of uh, uh, uncontrollable collapse, we also did the risk assessments on how to get the driver out of the uh, high reach in case anything untoward happened. Um, and we did a risk assessment stage by stage within every, I would say we were doing a risk assessment every half an hour up until the point of demolition. Wow. Now, I mean, obviously yeah. the, the fire service themselves work to very sort of exacting safety standards. How do, you, how do you go about slotting in alongside that? I think the fact that I was acting as a conduit between the um, fire brigade and the demolition sector, and over the 30 years experience that I've had, I've done numerous fire damage jobs and ones that have been heavily damaged by fire. So, to be fair, I, I think seamlessly uh, would be the answer because, you know, with, with a bit of experience and a little bit of uh, knowledge of the demolition, we sort of we sort of hand and gloved it all the way through. We would do a risk assessment. We would understand the methods that we were, we were working to, and then we would do a 20-minute section of demolition. Then we would stop, produce a hold, reassess, and then carry on. And that's why we did it over the first few hours of the morning. We would do 20 minutes to stop, reassess, 20 minutes to stop, and keep doing that so we understand the safe systems of work. And obviously, the problem we had with that is that the building was actually on fire. So how long were you actually on site in the end? Um, I was actually on site, or C&D was on site for 11 days. Um, I unfortunately had uh, a meeting halfway through, but I was on uh, all of the 10 days. I missed one day. And then we put Roland uh, O'Connor, which was one of our other demolition engineers, to come in for a day. And Roland um, done a great job while I was away, and then he... He filled in and I went back the next day. And, and how long was it until the fire was actually put out? Eight days. Eight days? Eight days before the fire was put out. Yeah, eight days. And uh, they, they estimated to put somewhere around about 30 million litres of water on it. Uh, they were pumping from the local river. Um, and they had, uh, at its peak, eight pumps on site. Um, two um, Alps, which was the mobile um, elevated working platform ones with the hoses on, two of them. They had Derbyshire Fire Brigade, Lincolnshire Fire Brigade, uh, some from West Yorkshire. Basically, a huge operation. Uh, 20, 20 um, emergency paramedics, um, nine from uh, Lincolnshire Search and Rescue, two fire dogs for search and rescue purposes. And, and then we had the demolition team slotted in between them all as well. A busy site. Uh, a, a busy site, a very busy site. One of the things that I would say 
is that um, the Salvation Army uh, were on site 24-7, uh, providing food and drinks, which I can tell you now, on a freezing cold night, when you've been time to put this fire out, as we were, uh, to go back and have a sandwich and a bacon butty, you will not understand how, how welcoming that was. So, <laughs> I'm sure. So, so that, that they have to take a big thank you. But, yeah, we worked in between with them. Uh, we were having regular meetings. Um, we had the, there was a control centre set up, and I was working alongside in there with the control centre, and I've become part of it so much so that I'm glad to say that you saw uh, United Nations Search and Rescue have asked me to do some work with them in the future. So I'm really, really proud of what I've done and what I've achieved on that one. That's a, that's a great sense of pride for you guys, but I guess also for, yeah. for new line as well. I, I, demolition contractors normally have the luxury of, of plenty of planning time. They they had no planning time on this at all, did they? They just had to go all uh, hands to the pumps. Well, I would say that our planning time um, started from 0700 in the morning, and we started at round about uh, 11 o'clock. So we had a four-hour period to, to plan the demolition, and we, and we agreed um, that we would do it on, on the 20-minute slot. What I would say about New Line is that I was very, very impressed with the way they handled the, the whole fire situation. Very impressive. Machine on site, fantastic machine driver, old school, very, very knowledgeable, but very, very, very safe. And, and I think once we proved ourselves to the fire brigade and the planning that we were confident and we knew what we were doing and, and, and we were trustworthy, it made the risk assessments and the meta statements a lot easier. In addition to that, Mark, we also had the, the HSC on site with us for seven days, non-stop. Which is a challenge so in itself, usually. Which, which was a challenge. Again, credit where credit's due, I would say that uh, Lee uh, Greatericks, the HSC inspector, was absolutely fantastic. Very, very pro uh, pragmatic. I had to issue meta statements to him at, at the start of the morning. Uh, we have to get it approved. If it wasn't right, we have to hand amend it. We would get it amended, we'd get it approved, and then we'd put safe systems in place going through from that way. Um, yeah, it worked really well. A lot of handwriting, a lot of handwriting method statements, moving uh, beast, but yeah, it worked really well. Um, and again, flying colours for a new line and, and a demolition approach. Just a, a final point. I, I, obviously, this is an emergency, and, and I, I guess... Usual, the usual conventions go out the window. But is there anything that you, you can take away from a job like this that, that you, you might apply to a, a, another, perhaps more regular type of job? Um, I, I tell you, I want to talk away from it. Uh, I was very, very, very impressed with the um, professionalism of the fire brigade, the ambulance and the police. And where we would stop and, sit and do hold checks and do reviews, I think I'll take that away with me. We, maybe not in the length of time that... That day did reviews. We did reviews once when we first started doing 20 minutes, then we did hourly reviews. I would certainly, and then sort of procedures again, stop, check, review, simple review of the whole point, and then start again. And I think that worked really well for us in this emergency uh, one. Um, ultimately, I think the fact that we worked seamlessly in part of a big team was, was sort of credit to everybody there, and I'll take that away with me. If you would like to help support this show, Demolition News, or The Demolition Magazine, please consider becoming a patron. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash demolition news to find out more.